Welcome to Away with the Fairies podcast, a deep dive into the other world, underworld, and inner world. Fact or fiction, you decide, and may whatever resonates guide you into a deeper understanding of your own sacred truth. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Away with the Fairies. Today, we are going to talk about death and the mother wound. So some pretty heavy topics. And as I always say, what I'm sharing, I believe to be truth, my truth. And I just share it as a hope of helping to guide you into a deeper understanding of your own truth. So fact or fiction, you decide. Death. (laughs) Such a heavy topic. And my experience of it was the exact opposite. It was so light. I died in an accident in 2008. I was standing on the second story of a uh, bar in Mexico celebrating spring break with my friends, as the Americans do in college, my senior year. And then I was falling backwards and my head hit a table corner on the first floor and then I hit the floor. And my friends watched the blood pool around me and were sure I was dead. And the thing is that I was. I didn't move through a tunnel of light I actually woke up in oneness and that's the best word for it because it was an eternal landscape of complete darkness and nothingness. But, and I'm going to try and explain to you in words my experience, which are just going to fall short. I was completely aware. It was like I had woken up and there was this acute awareness that I was, that I am. This eternal landscape of undulating, vibrating, pulsating everything. And there, I had no body. I had no form. I had no ears but I could hear the most beautiful symphony I've ever heard. It was harmonic and divine. And I realized that all of the planets and all of the stars and everything in creation is sound. And the magic of the symphony of creation When I came back to life, I was obsessed with string instruments, you know, like Oliver Arnold's, his music and string instruments. I just, I just, it it brought me back there, you know, this beautiful symphony of source. And I had no eyes, but I was aware that light would come into existence and swirl around in these beautiful shows of light and color and then disappear. And 
I was aware that there was a movement, there was an inhale and an exhale, there was an undulating sea of pulsating energy. And I was aware of everything in creation while I saw nothing in particular. And it just felt like love, like peace, like, oh, I was, it was, I was so awake. And just my form was vast. I mean, I had no form, but it was the vastness. It was just pure loving awareness. And it was, it was so peaceful. I think I've said that word, but it was just peace. There was nothing but complete love. I was aware I had to return and the vastness of my being from this eternal landscape somehow condensed itself into the tiniest, tinier than a grain of sand point. And I woke up in a hospital bed and I remember feeling so alone and separated and cold and in so much pain. And I thought, wow, it's not the beyond that is hellish. It's, it's life. It's being trapped in this small body. And I realized lying there in that hospital bed while my mind was so confused because there was this awareness inside of me, this this awareness of source of all the potential of the pure awakeness. And then I was confused. My brain was scrambling. I was I was, I was distracted by the pain of my injuries. And I remember recognizing that if that entire being that I was in oneness could condense itself and fit inside of this body somehow, I could discover it again inside. And so while I was distracted by the pain and while my mind wasn't functioning as it had in death, I it became my mission to find the same aliveness, the same awakeness, the same love that I had in death. And that set me on a new course. Now, recovering from my accident was laborious because I had a spinal injury, I had fractured my skull, I had brain damage. And the hardest part of it was that I couldn't write or read anymore like I used to I have I used to have to go to speech therapy it was agonizing because my intellect was how I connected in a way my mind and it it wasn't it wasn't working for me like it used to and I realized that there are elements to our physical reality that trap us and ground us in separation and I realized that I needed to heal my body, heal my mind, and heal my emotions, which were haywire because I had lost my filters in the accident, which means your ability to control yourself in a way. And this set me on the course because I realized all of that, all of that awareness was inside of me, but I wasn't able to access it because of the vessel that I was in. So at first, I was kind of powerless and I was doing what everyone else was telling me, going to speech therapy, taking the pills the doctors told me to take. And then I needed to be free of that. It wasn't working for me. I just, I knew there was something greater. 
And so I left and I left the country. I moved to London and I decided to try my own way. And at first that was delighting in the senses. You know, it was escapism. I thought, well, if I can't find it in the way that everyone is telling me, maybe if I distract myself or have fun, you know, then then I can find some meaning here. And I had a lot of fun. I, you know, thinking back, incredible, some of the experiences that I got to experience. And I I achieved, you know, everything that I thought I wanted, a, a, you know, a high-paying, prominent job, a beautiful apartment, incredible social experiences that, you know, people dream of experiencing in our culture, you know, like beautiful, elegant parties and lavish holidays. And I realized, you know, doing all of those experiences and it was really fun, do not get me wrong, but I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel connected to what I had connected to when I died. That was the most awake I had ever felt. And it actually took me getting my heart broken to begin to find my way. And sometimes, you know, even in my death, I had experienced oneness. I had experienced eternity. I'd experienced pure, unconditional love. And then I returned into this framework, into my body, into the conditioning that I had grown up with, into society's conditioning, started seeking what other people were telling me or what I thought I wanted. So there was this framework around me and I wasn't able to find my way in. And when I got heartbroken, I fell in love really hard and it ended. And I remember thinking if I lost him, I would die. And I, we did break up and I did go through a sort of death. It broke me into pieces, you know, it really, really broke my heart. I never really understood, you know, women who cried over breakups before I thought they were sad to say pathetic. Like, just get over it. It's fine. You know, but I'm an Aquarius if you follow astrology. So to me, I didn't really understand what what the big deal was. And then it happened to me and I was broken into a million pieces is what it felt like. And what I realized going through that was that being broken down broke me free. I was able to liberate myself from every framework and conditioning that had been placed around me because it was like I burned everything down to ash. I was so devastated. And it was there that I was able to find my way within. All the external trappings had been broken down. And in this sort of heartbreak was this liminal space, this limbo, this darkness, this shadow, where it was a new beginning. And I recognized that nothing in this external world would guide me to what I was seeking, which was my true self, which was this divine union I had experienced in death. So I decided to do me. I decided to go rogue. And I 
kind of touched on it briefly in my last episode where I said I gave away all my personal belongings. I literally was having friends come over to my apartment and take what they wanted and everything else I was donating. And I took one suitcase and I went to Jamaica and I I decided to do me and and go rogue and discover how to get inside, how to get to that depth, how to become awake again, like I had in death. And I realized that the moment that I stopped trying to live life in a framework that I had been taught or conditioned, and I just started following my heart, everything began to arrive that I needed. The teachers, the locations, the teachings themselves. And it was a pathway inward. And even though everything that was presenting in that moment was felt painful, it was pain because I was heartbroken and I started to uncover my traumas and face the accident. And it was a new beginning. And I knew that even though the beginning was pain, I knew it was going to lead me to my truth. And I'm telling you from experience, the death of heartbreak and the death of not being connected to yourself in life is more painful than actual death. Death is beautiful. Death is the most beautiful, there's no words, it just, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about how I felt in that space because there's nothing more magnificent and all the words fall short. And I think that if you fear death while you're alive, then you can't fully be alive because then you're in fear. Whereas alive, being alive, whether you are quote unquote alive in the physical plane or beyond it, that is love. And fear will trap you in a sort of liminal limbo death on earth. My dad lost his entire family when he was 19 in a horrible accident. And I watched him suffer from this loss his whole life. And after I died in my accident, I realized they are in peace and it's him that's suffering while he's alive because he can't let go. And so it's, it's being alive that you're actually in hell if you hold on to fear. It's not death. There is no, from my experience, there is no hell. There's just spirits trapped in fear. And I believe you take that fear with you beyond the gates of death and you remain in lower astrality in your energy. And that is what you would consider a hell. You know, if you can't let go of the material world, if you can't let go of this dimension because you're so attached to it because you're in fear, then you lower your vibration And you exist in hell while you're alive. And then you go into lower astral spaces after death because there's a whole spectrum of vibrational dimensions in this universe. Whereas if you can become unattached and you can connect with love and you can connect with the unity that is within you while you're in this individuation of form, then the experience of life becomes harmonic and your experience of the afterlife also harmonic because your vibration while on earth, you're a creator and you're creating your healing past lives, your healing ancestral lines, and you're healing your future lives. You right now have so much power 
to determine how you live your life now and how you live your life beyond the gates of this physical world. And this physical world is a portal. It is a gateway. It is a blip in time of eternity. And so you choose, do you want to hold on to fear or do you want to let go of it and embrace love? And I think I was lucky to die in an accident and come back, even though when I came back, it didn't feel like that. It felt really like I was being punished, even though a deep part of me understood that I needed to be here and I wasn't done. And I think my understanding and how I have figured out how to reclaim that love, not even to the same extent, but in my own way, has allowed me to be able to teach others and maybe open the way. And even if I can help one person to understand this, it's enough. So my journey to get out of hell was, it took me a decade, you know, it it started, I realized I needed to get the pain out of my body, the inflammation and the suffering out of my body. And that's why it's not easy to go on the spiritual path. You have to make a lot of changes and people have addictions and people have, you know, a lot of people are addicted to the pain and suffering and fear, if I'm honest. They're addicted to being victims. And you can't be a victim if you're going to evolve because you have to take radical responsibility for your own well-being and the changes that you need to make in order to liberate yourself from the suffering, from the fear. So I started with my body and yoga really helped to release tension and reconnect me with my breath, which gave me a power that I can't put into words how important this is, but to connect with your breath, to free your body of pain, you have the power to do it. Your body knows how to heal itself. You just have to act. And changing my diet and making sure I was always drinking clean water and then making sure I was living places that my soul wanted to be. And this set me on a journey of traveling. And, you know, I realize now that the way that I live isn't what you would call normal. You know, a lot of the questions are, how do you free yourself from the society and the routine and just go where you're called? And I didn't realize that that was something that was difficult for people. But I realized looking back, it was difficult for me too. It was difficult to say goodbye to my family and go where I needed to go. I felt guilty for a long time, like I had abandoned them, but I had to do me. And I realized that while I was traveling, I actually was closer to them in the conversations that we were having in the quality time than I was when I was living right next to them. And I said goodbye to friendships. And I said goodbye to friend groups and I had to be okay living on my own in remote locations for periods of time and being in my own company. And this isn't for everyone, but there's no better way to get to know yourself. And getting to know yourself, I think, is the key to liberation. Because if you can understand your emotions and you can understand your mind, you can master them. And by master them, I don't mean control them. 
Mastery is actually allowing and coming into equilibrium. And it's creating this really safe place in your body and strong connection to yourself so that you know that when you are having a really intense emotion or a heavy thought, that it's passing or you know how to map your way into the source to uncover it and to allow yourself. And you begin to develop this trust with life. And as my clear powers developed and expanded and I realized there's more to just this physical plane and I began communing with beautiful beings and, you know, some not so beautiful who in the grand scheme of things are beautiful. They're, they're essential. Demons and the darker beings are essential. They're creating and holding a balance for us to be able to be in a dual world. And the dual world creates pressure. And that pressure allows us to be alchemists. It allows us to transform our emotions, to change our mind, to create new realities. So everything is necessary. And you get to a point where you realize there's nothing to be afraid of if you're strong in yourself. Because if you're occupying all of your own energy with your conscious awareness, nothing can impact you. And if you're being harmless with your intention, then you can't be harmed. So as I began to expand my perception and see the plethora of beings that are all here, I recognized that this place is very, very sacred and special. I mean, within a decade, I went from being a potato, basically, gosh, I love potatoes. So let's think of something else. I was like a soggy carrot. <laughs> my mind was scrambled. My body was in agony. I couldn't even sit on a couch. It was excruciating. I was reading at a nine-year-old level. You know, I was on academic scholarship in university. I was in all honors programs. I was, you know, an, an intellectual. I had been in gifted pro, uh, schools my whole life. And then I was back to reading as the level of a nine-year-old. I was unable to spell or write, and writing is my passion. So this was a real blow. And I also developed social anxiety. And if I could transform all of that within the span of a few years, we are so powerful. So I realized this place is sacred. And there are so many beings that come here and that want to come here and all of us choose to incarnate here. And I was like, what, you know, why? This is hell. And I realized that this is the place that you can transform yourself to trick to change hell into heaven now i've been beyond life and i've experienced oneness there's i i don't have the words to communicate the level of love and harmony and divinity just pure pure divinity there's no there's no other words and then I've been in life and there are moments that you experience the same thing, but in a form, you get to hear the beautiful music with ears. You get to see the beauty of this world with your eyes. You get to taste the wonders of the earth with your mouth. You get to hug others. You get to make love. This life 
can be heavenly. It is so beautiful. And I realize that even in the sorrow and the suffering, there is such an aliveness and creation comes from it. Beautiful, beautiful creations, artistry. And that it's a perception. Now, healing your body, connecting to yourself, connecting to your breath, getting yourself into a place outside of inflammation and beginning to shift your mindset is essential because I see people trapped by the fear. I talked about, you know, how I think I actually don't, I think that was somewhere else. So I'll touch on it briefly here. I saw when COVID hit, you know, I was told that 2020 is the low point of Dharma by many teachers. And I knew something was going to happen. Jupiter was debilitated. And when COVID hit, I wasn't alarmed. You know, I was seeing clients with COVID. I was like, okay, it's just a virus. Let's clear it out of you. I mean, it's not great. It's making your whole energy field gray, but I wasn't too alarmed. Then I saw this fear wave. It was a dark wave of shadow rolling into our earth. And I was terrified. I thought we were all doomed. I was, I I just, I was so, I cried. And I thought, what are we going to do? And I realized COVID was a trigger to allow this fear pandemic in. And it is a counter movement to consciousness expansion because if you're in fear, you can't be completely in love. Now, we have many facets to our brain. So I'm not saying you're never going to experience fear or you're not a rational person when you have fears or you aren't going to, you know, have thoughts that make you afraid. Fear actually keeps you alive. It's not a complete erasing of fear. It is a recognition. It is an ability to master your fear in the same way as emotion, where you recognize there is a fear there, but it doesn't overwhelm you. It doesn't limit you, and it doesn't trap you. I've seen people who allow the fear in and they have gone into surgery after surgery after surgery their body is just breaking down and falling apart in illness and i've seen this in multiple multiple people and then i've seen people be able to tell the fear to be quiet and while they're still experiencing stress because we're battling this fear versus love right now their life is expanding in abundance. Miracles are pouring into their life. And so it's not not it's not that you're not going to have fear. It's that you have the wherewithal and the inner strength to tell the fear to be quiet and to see a brighter future, to see a presence, to experience an inner stillness and a connection to love that is greater than the fear. And this will carry you into a more abundant, paradigm that we have access to now. And another really important part of this is that fear is important because you will have a peak of fear and it will trigger a death. And where the kind of bridge is of people holding on and getting stuck in the fear and people who are recognizing the fear and allowing it to transform them to attain the love paradigm is in allowing themselves to die. And so 
when you are really afraid and you allow yourself to face your fear, to listen to the communication of the fear, and to allow that part of yourself to die, maybe it triggers a huge change. You move through a shamanic death in life, which is a part of life. It is a part of alchemy. It is a part of evolution. And it is so important. We die and are reborn so many times in our life. Even the cells in our body die and are reborn. It is a part. Everything's changing all the time. Constant death and rebirth. Constant transformation. So when you allow yourself to die and be reborn, you begin walking the spiral path or the staircase up into this evolution. So it's not that you don't have fear. Fear is very important. It's how you respond to the fear. Now, being overwhelmed is a victim mentality, thinking you have no options, or you face it and you take radical responsibility and you listen to it and you allow whatever it is to die and you allow yourself to be reborn and you connect through your trust and faith through this golden thread from your heart into what is coming and you allow yourself to be reborn. Now, on the topic of rebirth, our connection to our birth mother is extremely important as we're evolving right now. We, if you have any disruption or, how do I, what's the right word? Friction. Friction is the right word. In your relationship from experiencing love from your birth mother, then it is difficult to ground into the paradigm of the earth mother that you require to carry you into this new paradigm, into this higher vibrational light grid that is here now. So the new earth that everyone speaks about is this grid of light like the earth is a grid and the new earth grid is here and your vibration determines where you are connected but it is extremely important to connect into the earth and ground your energy to attain greater energy more momentum higher life force to be able to elevate your energy to attain the new earth grid at a higher vibration that is here now so grounding is of essential importance. And if you are grounded, you won't fear dying and being reborn. The fear won't sweep you away and overwhelm because your energy will be grounded into the earth. You will be being nurtured and held and feel safe here. And if there's any disruption in your connection with your birth mother, it is hard to ground into the earth mother. And we are evolving now. Our birth mothers gave us life force and were meant to keep us alive with their life force until the age of four. By the age of 18, and frankly younger than that, but we need to connect into a higher vibrational, unlimited source of life force to keep us alive. And many are still connected into their birth mother. And our birth mothers have their own set of learnings and limitations and karma that they're working through. And many of us have experienced pain when it comes to experiencing love from our birth mothers. I know I felt silenced um, and I just felt resistance 
And I don't think my mother does it intentionally. I think she probably learned it from her mother. But I mean, she's told me, you know, you were too much. And the irony is that my sister was loud, screamed. I mean, just constant energy, which I wish I could bottle and drink every day. (laughs) But I was a quiet kid. But to my mother, I was too much. And there were subtle ways in which she had me feel this resistance. She would, and still to this day, even though our relationship is very much, um, very, a lot better than it was, you know, makes fun of what I say or do and can't receive me when I'm communicating. So she'll be distracted or do something else or, you know, tells me, that I can't do certain things very well. And I know that she's not meaning to limit me or be resistant to me and in any way, but it is. It's resistant. And I find that I would rather it's 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 less painful and more clear when someone just doesn't love you uh, than when someone does love you but is resistant to loving you. It's really quite painful. And so if any of you have experienced this resistance, then it creates what happened to me was I experienced resistance from my birth mother to loving me and it made me feel rejected and it made me feel silenced. And I in turn rejected my lineage through her and also connecting to the earth mother. I just didn't want any part of it. I didn't want to feel that. And I thought that both the earth mother and my lineage would treat me like that because I wasn't worthy of the love from the mother because I wasn't receiving it openly and unconditionally. And when I came to Ireland and I began to go onto the sacred sites, the goddess arrived, the earth mother. I have never experienced love in form like this before. I knew she was my mother. I felt unconditional love. I was, it it changed my life because I was completely embraced in this love. And then when I was embraced in this love by the earth mother, I accepted my lineage. I accepted my roots. I grounded my energy and my life my body, everything responded. It it just dropped into this coherent place where I could hold it, understand it, and most importantly, I felt safe and secure within my own body and my own life, which I had never felt before, you know, for reasons of conditioning from my childhood where I was abused. I just, I, my body was not a safe place. This life was not a safe place. And the moment that I was embraced by the Earth Mother, and I grounded my energy and I reconnected with my ancestors and my lineage. My body was safe and the earth was a safe place. And I, it was then that I could look upon this life like it was heaven because I could hold the energy within me to see beyond the fear and see beyond the suffering and see this life that we have as completely beautiful, a beautiful artistic tapestry of harmonic creation that was created. It is a grid of light within which 
everything that exists takes form and then goes back into source. And I could see it as this beautiful tapestry and this harmonic divine place where we are blessed to be able to experience it. So this relationship with your birth mother, it doesn't even need to be healed. It just requires the recognition that you are sovereign, that your field no longer needs to be entangled with your birth mother's that there can be a very strong boundary, releasing the cords of connection that might bind you in which you're feeding off each other's life force and instead get into a dynamic. And you can do this on your own. She doesn't have to have any idea in which you're sending love, but your cords of connection and your grounding etheric cord, which goes from your root chakra down into the center of the earth, this is a, a cord of connection that you drop like an umbilical cord where you are receiving life force and giving life force in connection with the earth as your mother. And this transformation of this relationship with your birth mother to the earth mother will give you the love, nurturing life force, and energetic momentum required to elevate your energy into this higher dimensional earth grid that is available now and it's an overlay over the earth so you will still be on the earth you will just be in a a new space we're all in the same place right now but many of us are in different spaces experiencing different realities some are just feeding and feeding and feeding off the fear and not letting parts of themselves die that are ready to go. They're just holding on and they're just getting burdened and burdened and ill. And others are feeding into this higher grid of love light and feeling the fear and letting parts of themselves die and letting parts of themselves go, crossing bridges into evolutionary steps, elevating their life force, increasing their energetic momentum and experiencing bliss, harmony, and greater abundance. So it's your choice. Like your mind is the tool that you yield to create and reshape your life all of the time. And so I would start with this transformation of your relationship with your birth mother, if that is what is required. Even if you have a really beautiful relationship, you know, it is time to really become sovereign and connect your energy into the earth, ground your energy to receive this life force from the earth mother, from the goddess who can provide you with this life force, this love, this nurturing for you to increase the energy within you. And as you do so, as you ground into this very, very sacred place, you feel safe in your body. There is this symbiotic relationship where you feel like you're where you belong, where you know you're meant to be alive and you're secure here. And this stabilized platform will allow you to then increase your vibration and begin to walk the path that is meant for you at your highest vibration. So I hope you enjoyed today's session and I will, I'm actually leading a few spiritual pilgrimages around Ireland over the coming weeks. So my next session will probably be towards the end of November. So 
I um, am sending you all so much love and I look forward to connecting with you in this space again soon. I hope you received everything that you need from today for your highest good and the highest good of all. Blessings.